the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hour number three underway. I always get so fired up when we start hour number three with President Reagan. And I can tell you this, Republican voters in Medina were fired up when they heard this guy earlier this morning. Moms and dads are worth fighting for. Our kids are worth fighting for. Freedom is worth fighting for. The Constitution is worth fighting for. The Bill of Rights is worth fighting for. America is worth fighting for. And together, the state of Ohio and the entire country is standing to fight together. Thank you and God bless you. That was this morning in Medina. That is, of course, Senator Ted Cruz in town uh, stumping for the next senator from the state of Ohio, J.D. Vance. We talked to J.D. yesterday. Very, very great conversation, and I'm very pleased and honored to bring Senator Ted Cruz onto the airwaves on his behalf now on Always Right Radio, AM 1420, The Answer. Senator, good morning. Bob, good morning. Great to be with you. Northeast Ohio treating you okay? It's fantastic. We're actually on the bus. Uh, we just left Medina about 45 minutes ago. I'm sitting there on the bus with J.D. next to me, and we're headed down the freeway. Fantastic. Senator, i, I got to tell you, um, quick quick backstory here, and I want to get your thoughts on this. Um, in 2016, I was not in Donald Trump's camp in the primaries. I was a Cruz supporter. I still remain one of your biggest fans and supporters. Uh, you, are you. The, you are the you embody conservatism as far as I'm concerned. You're also one of the smartest people probably in the history of the Senate, and you, and you show that on a regular basis. I was a Cruz supporter. I didn't support President Trump until President Trump became the nominee, and then I became a full President Trump supporter, and I think that worked out. Sure pretty darn well because we had four tremendous years likewise in these past primaries i was not jd's biggest fan he and i had a lot of conversations i questioned some things about him and his background his conservatism bona fides and so forth but once he became the nominee i have gotten to know jd over the last 10 months better than i ever did i kind of feel the same way that jd vance is about to blow it out of the water as a real true conservative senator from ohio tell me what you see in jd vance Look, I, I'm encouraged and, and very much hope that that, that that proves to be the case. I think J.D. is fighting hard. I think he's running a good campaign. Uh, and, I, and I do think in particular one of the things that is important is that I think J.D. embodies a transformation that has played out in the last decade in the Republican Party, which is that we have become a blue-collar party. And, and I think that is an incredibly important tra- transformation. I think it is fundamental to who this party is, that we're the party of, of truck drivers and steel workers and cops and firefighters and, and waiters and waitresses. And, and I think J.D. gets that. I, I, I think he understands that in his gut. And i got to tell you, there, there's still a lot of Republicans in the Senate that don't get that. And, and so I am looking forward uh, to having reinforcements coming to Washington, throwing Chuck Schumer out of his job, coming in with a majority, 
And I'm frankly looking forward to someone who's going to have backbone to stand up and fight because we got to win on Election Day, and I think J.D.'s going to win. I think Ohio is going to stay red. But the battle isn't done on November 8th. That, that's just the beginning. The real fight starts in January when we have a majority that we've got to then do something with it and stand up and fight. And, I, and I'm encouraged that, that J.D. is ready to, to, to go to the front lines and, and battle, that he understands that this is a country we're fighting to save. Well, I'm glad you phrase it that way. It, it, literally, it literally is about survival. That's the language I have been using. The damage that's been done to this country on an economic level through inflation, through the GDP shrinking, and so on and so on, the, the, the extraordinary danger of the southern border. I've literally said that if you give this, this party more control for 48 months rather than just the 21 they've had thus far, we won't survive yeah. it. it. I mean, literally, this isn't just pendulum swing time. You know, sometimes they're in power, sometimes we're in power. I believe if we don't win this majority back on November 8th, we will not survive. This country will never look the same as it did when it was gifted to us by our founding fathers. Am I overstating that? You, you know, you're not, and, and if possible, you, you may be understating it. And, and, and let, let, let me give you what the stakes are here in Ohio. If, God forbid, the Democrats won in Ohio, if the Democrats pick up two seats in the Senate, and winning in Ohio would be 50%, of picking up two seats in the Senate. That would be enough to end the filibuster. Right now, there are 48 Democrats who voted to end the filibuster. If they get two more, they'll have the votes to do it. What will they do if they end the filibuster? The first bill they'll pass is S-1. It's the first bill Chuck Schumer introduced. It is a federal takeover of all elections. It strikes down every common-sense voter integrity law across the country. It strikes down photo, photo ID requirements. It strikes down prohibitions on ballot harvesting. It automatically registers millions of illegal aliens to vote. It mandates that felons be allowed to vote. That bill is designed to ensure that Democrats never lose another election. The second thing they will do is grant amnesty to 12 million or more illegal aliens to have suddenly voters that they believe will vote Democrat forever. The third thing they will do is add two new states to the union, the District of Columbia and Puerto Rico, both of which they believe will elect four new Democrat senators. The next thing they will do is pack the U.S. Supreme Court and put four radical left-wing justices on the court forever. All of that, we're two votes away from that happening. Now, let me be clear. I don't believe that's going to happen. But if God forbid it did, I am constitutionally, I am structurally an optimist. I believe in America. But I don't know how America comes back from that. I, 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 I actually believe that would be the destruction of the republic. And, and so you want to know what the stakes are in, in Ohio? On offense, it's about winning and taking our country back. But on defense, it's about stopping cultural Marxists who are trying to destroy this nation from having the tools to complete the task. That is perfectly articulated, which is one of the things that I love about you as a senator and as a leader. And I'm so glad to hear you in Ohio fighting for all of these things, because you've listed almost every single item that I talk about on a regular basis that is on the table if they do end the, the filibuster, and they have promised to do exactly that. So, Senator Cruz, um, 
it's it's kind of a an obvious thing to see what what desperation looks and smells like, isn't it? When Joe Biden just seventeen days before the election releases fifteen million more barrels of oil to try to artificially lower the price of gas by a few cents to try to get a few more votes, and then promising one thing uh, in, in the list that you just gave, he said the first thing I'll do is codify Roe. So we want to we want to buy more votes on the backs of dead babies as well. Is is this what desperation looks like to you? Well, it is, although I'll note when he says codify Roe, he doesn't actually mean that. He means the Democrats' radical abortion bill, which strikes down every reasonable restriction on abortion across the country that mandates unlimited abortion on demand up until the moment of birth, up until the ninth month of pregnancy, with full taxpayer funding and no parental consent and no parental notification. That is the position of Washington Democrats. That is the bill that Democrats in the Senate have voted for. And that's what Joe Biden means. Um, it is truly, look, we saw how terrifying that was just a couple of days ago. Stacey Abrams was on TV, and she said something that was downright chilling. She said, well, if you're worried about inflation, if you can't afford uh, your bills, just, just, just if, if you're pregnant, just have an abortion, because you, the inflation only matters, like the kid is expensive. And it just is horrifying. No, Stacey. Abortion is not a solution to inflation, and taking a human life is not a response to crazy Democrats in Washington, but that's where they are. And listen, Stacey Abrams is the id of the Democrat Party, and the reality is Tim Ryan likes to pretend he's a moderate, but he ain't. Uh, His voting record with Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi, it's not 95 percent, it's not 98 percent, it is 1% hundred percent that is how dangerous this is yeah, it is all of that. I've been spending a lot of time on this program this morning while you were talking to the folks in Medina about J.D., and I'm so glad you are and uh, making this trip. I was talking about uh, law and order and about the extraordinary spike in violent crime in big blue cities all across this country. And yes. so much of it is caused by you know left-wing, soft-on-crime prosecutors, but also soft-on-crime judges who are uh, you know giving no cash bail or very low cash bail to violent people. Tim Ryan is among those who has literally called for an end to cash bail, saying that uh, violent criminals who have been charged deserve the right to go out and intimidate witnesses to their cases uh, without being locked up until uh, they can post a, a significant amount of money to get out. That is just so dangerous for the American people. Do they understand that here in Ohio? Well, they certainly should, because the left-wing radicals we have, you know, cash bail sounds like an abstract question. It's not clear what it's, what it's about. Let me explain what cash bail, no cash bail is about. It means releasing violent murderers immediately back into the community next to your family. And left-wing Democrats are doing that over and over and over again. Do you remember the, the, the Waukesha Christmas Day murderer? Of course. That animal who drove his SUV into a parade murdering children, murdering little old ladies, was out on a low cash bail he was actually had been arrested for running someone else over with the same damn suv and left-wing democrats let him go and wonder of wonders he went and did it again that pattern is playing out over and over and over again lee zeldin he's running for governor uh, of new york he was at a campaign event 
some nut jumped up with with a a sharpened weapon and tried to slit his throat at the event. Thankfully, uh, Lee is a veteran. He knows how to defend himself. He defended himself. Police officers tackled the guy. The lunatic was released from jail that day. This is what Democrats do. If you want more murderers and rapists being released into your community, then vote Democrat. It's a great strategy. You're just going to have to flee your neighborhood and find a safer place to live. Well, not that you need another example. Those were great examples, but we've got one, particularly since you brought up the Waukesha vehicular uh, manslaughter or murder. Uh, the North Dakota guy, the Shannon Brandt, who said yeah. he ran down this kid, this 18-year-old yep. Taylor Ellingson, because he was a Republican. Uh, he literally ran him down, and guess what? He was free, set free as well. Uh, a $5,000 bond or something like that, and he said, you know what, I don't want to be inconvenienced by my murder trial. I've got a job and a family, you know, and the judge said, okay, uh, we'll go low on you. These these things, you know, again, we're talking about J.D., but we're also talking about issues here in Ohio. we got issue number one that is going to mandate that judges consider public safety and witness safety when uh, when deciding on cash bail amounts. You know, it didn't used to be a controversial position that murderers should be locked up. <laughs> it, it shows you just how nutty the left is. Listen, Bob, if, if I'd gone on your show five years ago and I said, the Democrats want to abolish the police, you might have said, okay, Ted, you're getting a little carried away. No one is that nuts. What idiot would abolish the police? That's now where Democrats are. And by the way, it's not just a few fringe members of the squad that advocate abolishing the police. No. Joe Biden has nominated not one, not two, three of the leading advocates in the country of abolishing the police. Biden has nominated to senior positions in the U.S. Department of Justice, and every single Democrat voted to confirm them, including Sherrod Brown, unfortunately Ohio's Democrat senator, Mm. happily voted to confirm three of the leading advocates for abolishing the police. These people have lost their minds. And and, and it's why I think November is going to be a fantastic election, because I think that that, that, that it's going to be an election for sanity, for people saying, look, call us nuts, but we don't want murderers released into our neighborhoods. Call us nuts, but we don't want to pay $7 a gallon for gasoline. Call us nuts, but we don't want to see... Four and a half million people cross into this country illegally, as they have under Joe Biden. And call us nuts, but 100,000 deaths, overdoses of fentanyl and other opioids last year, the highest in history under Joe Biden. That's what Democrats give you. People are saying enough is enough. Senator Ted Cruz is my guest. He's in town uh, and in Ohio campaigning for J.D. Vance, helping J.D. become the next great conservative senator from the state of Ohio. i got one last question for you because I know you got to run here, Senator. This is a legislative question, if you don't mind my asking. It's about the JCPA. Uh, you know, it's that Journalism Competition and Preservation Act. Yep. It's so weird. So many of you and your fellow First Amendment defenders seem to be at odds about this. Rand Paul was against it, for it, now against it. Tom Cotton's against it. Mike Lee's against it. You were against it, but you wrote an amendment to it, I'm told, that makes it more palatable. I am a member and, in fact, the National Communications Director of a group called Citizens for Free Speech, a nonprofit that is trying to protect the First Amendment. And I'm trying to understand what you've done with this. Can you explain it? Uh, Because I haven't seen your amendment in language anywhere. Well, sure. Um, so, so the bill was designed, and, and, and it was pitched as a way to allow smaller media outlets, be, be they local broadcast stations, radio stations, newspapers, 
to band together and collectively bargain with big tech. And the reason is big tech right now takes content produced by local journalism, puts it out uh, on the web, and then runs ads and makes a ton of money from it, and, and the local journalists don't get any of the money. And so this was a bill that was designed to say the smaller journalists can band together and have an exemption from antitrust, uh, antitrust law to do that. Now, as I looked at the bill, I'm sympathetic to the objective. I think big tech is one of the greatest forces for evil in the world. Agreed. And, and anything that reduces their power, I'm interested in. But my number one concern when it comes to big tech is censorship. These big, big tech oligarchs are silencing free speech. And so what I said in the Senate Judiciary Committee, I drafted an amendment that, that prohibited the antitrust immunity for any efforts at censorship. And, and actually, initially, my amendment passed, and Amy Klobuchar, the author of the bill, pulled the bill down and said, well, I can't support that. And I made very clear, I said, look, you adopt my amendment, you put this protection against censorship, I'm a yes, you don't, I'm a no. We ended up working out an agreement. John Kennedy, the Republican for Louisiana, is also a sponsor of it, yeah. where we wrote, wrote into the bill for the first time meaningful protections against censorship. That's why I voted yes, and it's also why big tech hates the bill. Where can, where can Americans read that amendment? Any word that you know of? Uh, sure, you, you can read it on, on our website. We, we should have it up on, on okay. cruise.senate.gov. You, you can read the amendment and, and see exactly what, what was passed into law. Yeah, or just passed, one of those... Passed one of those, committee. It's not into law yet. The, understood. Got it. Yeah, it's just one of those things. I got Cruz and Kennedy on one side, and I got a Paul and a Cotton on the other, and it's like, wait a minute, I love all those guys. What in the world do I have to do about that? So I want Americans to be able to see that. Sure. But what I want Ohioans to do is vote for J.D. Vance. Ted Cruz, thank you, Senator, for being here. I hope when you're done, you'll go over and help Dr. Oz keep John Fetterman out of the Senate as well. Oh, we, we've got to win that race. You're doing great work for the American people, Senator. Thank you very much for coming on with us. Appreciate it. God bless. God bless you, too. There you go. Senator Ted Cruz, uh, I could talk to him for three hours straight and never, ever, ever get tired of it. And, uh, and I don't think you would either. Uh, it's just, uh, he's a brilliant constitutional scholar and, uh, and we're so glad to have him on our side. All right, it's 11.29. We're going to go to news, and on the other side of the news, we're going to have a short segment for you, but this is your chance. We've had guests wall-to-wall this morning, so if you want to call now, let's do it. 216-901-0945-888-281-1110 on Always Right Radio, AM 1420, The Answer. Miss something you want to hear? Check out the Always Right Radio podcast anytime at whkradio.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.